0: Hello, 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 Cryptnaughts. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, episode 482. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Zabarelli, ready to give you some crypto news of the day. Alright, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. Or do you want to plug in the coin tree first?
1: Oh, no, I always start on the coin tree, but uh, you just now. want let's to go. make... Just uh, no, no. It's I. I started on it. I don't need to talk about it. In fact, I've said that in the past articles. I was like, everybody knows CoinTree at this point. It's really simple to get to. It's just CoinTr.ee slash G3 Media. But we do have. I'll talk about the other stuff at the end. Of the, at the end of the. Uh, Great. All
0: right. Let's start episode. off with the first news. You want to take
1: that? Yeah. So uh, this is kind of neat. Uh, Steve Aoki and Seth Green will let. Mm-hmm. The NFT holders shape their animated short, and we were talking about this pre-show. I was really excited, kind of excited about the idea of it in general. That uh, uh, NFT holders like the um, Doodles uh, NFT that I was talking about in a previous episode uh, allow people to modify their NFT. The creative process that uh, Green and Aoki are doing here with this this uh, stop motion short that they're creating. Mm-hmm. Is going to be basically, what's the word I was thinking of? Uh, Edited or uh, you know, creatively uh, modified by people who actually hold uh, the NFTs of the entire project. So it's kind of like a DAO in a sense, although it's not explicitly a DAO.
0: Um, It almost sounds like that, right? It sounds like people are paying for the actual film to be produced in a sense, right?
1: Right, so the one thing I was gonna make upon, and we did, did comment about this before the show, was that uh, typically creators like this, like Green and Aoki, and particularly Green, since he's been doing Robot Chicken for years, uh, will you know, pay a whole bunch of writers to collaborate the idea of the show, and then they produce the, the, you know, the storyboarding and the content, and then go and do the animation. Um, And obviously they're very much into – because Robot Chicken is all, you know, claymation, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. stop motion. Um, So, of course, this next project is also going to be the same way. Um, But uh, the input will come, obviously, from the holders of the coin and the NFTs that are involved in this. And that's um, for the – not probably the first time, but for the first obvious time or the first most uh, prevalent in this case is – Somebody, the uh, the NFT holders having purchased or received the NFTs, then them effectively paying to participate in this stop-motion short um, is kind of a reversal of roles, and that's what I thought was interesting. So not it is um, participation, which is key. It's absolutely key because people love to participate in things that they like, like Green and Aoki's content. But um, the thing that's kind of neat to me about it is just the fact that. Instead of them paying the creators, the creators are paying them all indirectly to help yep. make this this uh, content. So to me, it's and, go ahead.
0: And Andreessen and was was the one that uh, 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 kind of led that whole funding round to make it to make it a smooth transition. To try to get that funding of six point nine million dollars, which is a nice little chunk of money to get this this project going.
1: Yeah, so Shibuya uh, raised six point nine million dollars in December. Cologne, uh in a round co- co-led by Andreessen Horowitz and Variant Fund, with notable angel investors like NBA's Kevin Durant and Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. who's not a NBA player but a entertainer. Uh, <laughs> sorry to make it sound weird, um, but yeah, the uh, uh, the project. Uh, it depends on what the co- total cost is, but it's 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 going to be obviously a little bit more restrictive because it's not going to be a huge. Like Ten million dollars is a lot of money, so.
0: You know, Seth Green has always been a penny pincher. He's always looking for the most innovative way to do it at at the most inexpensive cost. So, no. knowing that he's on board, they'll they'll figure it out. It's not a big deal, right? You know, they can do it with. A, with he
1: knows, knows how to make the right decisions that lead to the to the right uh, end goals in this.
0: They're definitely both experienced enough to know how to, how to how to use money to yeah. make this project a, a reality. So that's good for an, anybody that invested into it. Let's see. It says right here at the bottom, uh, September 2022, the collaborators released a series of NFTs profile, the PFPs based on the project. And let's see. They initially offered 7777 at a price of 0.1 ETH for about $170 at the time. And now, but then but then cut the supply to 4,000 NFTs at 0.0 point or 0.0.5 ETH.
1: 85 piece. Yeah, basically half of uh, yeah. what the previous price was, but still, it's it, it is user. I mean, people. Like I said before, people love to participate. I mean, there's people who obviously love Robot Chicken. Um, yeah. So they're going to be very much involved in this. And Seth Green has got lots of other projects he's been doing, but at the same time, you know, the it's it's one thing to meet your not maybe not your heroes, but your you know famous people that you really like. It's not a thing that. To actually be directly involved in the project that they're doing, yes. not just watching the the thing on you yeah, know, on TV or on the internet. It, so yeah, this is why it's this is a fascinating concept uh, yeah. that hopefully is done that. Now, the only caveat I will make in this is remember when they, what was it, they the remember Bodie McBoatface? You don't remember that? So there's a contest to name a boat. And they didn't, the the vote basically came like ninety percent of the people voted for Bodie McBoatface. You may end up with a Bodie McBoatface result when you're asking fans to contribute. <laughs> so you got to be careful okay, that your content may may not be as great as you're really hoping. And if you're, it's Seth and Green and you know Seth Green is brilliant, he's obviously done some amazing stuff, but he's depending on people who may not have a whole lot of uh artistry creative talent and or um writing experience so you're you're it'll be interesting to see how it works out (laughs) we we will definitely update people on this continuing on with celsius problems
0: yes celsius problem dated dated back to at least 2020 examiner's report yes it's finally out everybody's been waiting for this for so long the examiner's report came out from um Oh, is is it on here? Um, who who did it? It was. It doesn't even say. Uh, it was uh Kirkland and Ellis is the one that did the uh, the examiner's report. I read about uh I don't know about fifty fifty pages worth of it so far. Um, I'm gonna pick it up and read and continue reading. There's about seven hundred pages in that in that examiner's report, and there's a lot of really really detailed information in there about. What um, Mr. Mashinsky, which is pretty much repeated over and over again, even though there's other individuals in the report, their names are not actually identified in the report, um, which is kind of questionable. I think the reason they excluded that was to not. Uh, I think what they what people were saying on Twitter Spaces was they 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 they, they don't want to publicly uh, identify those individuals because there's obviously litigation. Uh, process going through, so they didn't want uh, those other people's being, you know, harassed or whatever. Uh, But it does come back to basically, Mr. Mashinsky was a big scammer, and he pretty much rugged everybody. He scammed everybody from the start, and it looks like, from what I read, what was really disappointing was um, the board members um, at at one point or or another throughout the years uh, basically did not want to do what Alex wanted to do, which was Pretty much tell lies uh, because the board had a fiduciary to its customers and clients not to lie and tell them straight up, hey, this cell token is bankrupt. There's nothing to it. And Alex is like, no, nope, we're going to do this instead. And of course, uh, the board had to pretty much cover the tracks of all the scam that was going on. And yeah, it was pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. Um
1: this you know, yeah. feels like this. It, it really feels like uh, Billy McFarland from Fire Festival. That mm. that Mashinsky was basically just this wheeling and dealing. You know, really glad handy kind of just like, well, who cares about the truth? Let's just lie and you know. It, you you got to get people on board, right? You just gotta you gotta talk them up. You gotta make them feel good. Make yeah, you know make it as big a deal as you can out of it. You and I both. Swallowed it, hook, line, and singer. We didn't look into the background.
0: Everybody just, did. Everybody, everybody. We just did. said, so oh, yeah, bad. that must
1: be true. It must be true. It must be real.
0: Three billion. Was it? No, not three billion. Three billion? Yeah, I, three
1: billion I w- dollars, yeah. I grew skeptical when they moved from the UK to the US. I was like, why? Why did they do that? I mean, why? what difference does it make? Why do they have to do that? And it, 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 it was the only time I actually felt skeptical of, of the company. I was like, man, uh, I shouldn't do this.
0: I grew skeptical when they try to do a a double double seed uh, uh, fund fundraising, a uh, series series fundraising. When they said strictly that they were they were I think Alex said they were only allowed to do one funding round. And then you did then it again. All of a sudden, yep. all of a sudden, they just they didn't even say why they were doing it again. They just said that. Yep, they so just turned the, it. Yeah. we actually We actually actually gonna we're actually gonna do it for our, for our community. We're gonna open it again. It's like well, there's actually legal issues with that. If you're only allowed to do one. And that's when my red flag came. I was like, well, "Why are you doing it again? Like that doesn't yep. make sense." Yep.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, it is. Uh, <laughs>
0: I, I did not listen, and we all kept our coins in there, and now yep. it's all locked up. It's being investigated, and pretty much what happened. Right. But was,
1: there is good news sort of coming later, yeah. though. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's a little bit of good news. It's it's hope. It's hope. It's,
1: yes, it's hope. Yes, it's hope. That's the best way of putting it. So Let's yeah. Move on um, over to the next one. In Dungeons & Dragons, uh, reverses course on their NFT ban amid a backlash. After abandoning the proposed license changes, the Dungeons & Dragons campaign against Web3 has apparently reached its end. So, um, what's what's the deal here? Now, the company is abandoning uh, plans to update the open game license entirely, and will instead place D&D content, including, included via its. Uh, system reference document under a Creative Commons license that is, quote, open and irrevocable. So what does that exactly mean? Well, it basically means they can't go back on their licensing. So that once you open it up, you can't go backwards on it. You have to stay open. Because at the point that something like that happens and people start using the license freely as they would be in a Creative Commons uh, situation, um, you don't know where that stuff's gonna go. And if that person has used it in an open sense, then it's kind of unfair to that person to just lock it down again. So they once you open it up, you, you can't go backwards. Okay. That's one of the factors in this in what Wizards of the Coast is not is basically doing now. But in general, I mean the whole concept of them basically blocking NFTs altogether was kinda of just like, come on, you guys can't do that. Um so, um what was the other comment I was gonna make here? Uh, after seeing so initial was, result, so I, sorry, I, go ahead.
0: I don't understand. So they're they're not they're not allowing people to make NFTs with them, but it is open to be used, right? Right. So their their content, their their artwork, they're basically Dungeons and Dragons um, EchoVerse is is usable. People can use it publicly mm-hmm. with no issues. They just are restricted from making NFTs out of them, basically profiting off of them using NFTs, but can profit off of them using uh, uh, YouTube, uh, TikToks, uh, making films out of them. No, right. Of, content.
1: So, I mean, it's, it's, it's um, how is it? I can't remember what the name of it is when it comes to, uh, as long as your content changes form, then it's no longer in the ban. I guess is the best way of putting it. So it's like, it's, it's the same thing we deal with when we're trying to make our own content, right? We're constantly using what could have otherwise been copyrighted images. But as long as you're transforming what you're making into something else, it's transformative work, then it's 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 fair use is the term I think they use. So um, one of the comments further down in the impending ban on NFTs had caused Web3 gaming company uh, Gipner to pivot away from tapping the open game license for its upcoming project, The Glimmering. But further down it says, um, it's possible Gipner could revert back to using the open game license, uh, Radimé Farland explained, or use the D&D content that will be included in the Creative Commons document. So he also said that Gipner is using, is looking at game licenses under development by other companies. And um, so yeah, it, it, the point was that they can't, uh revert they can't revert their their licensing because it's it's
0: not it's so they're not they're not it's not definitive yet they're still working on things and it's still a possibility that might be of something that they'll consider right but why 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 why, i i I, what's the big issue mainly with this all right so even though even
1: though the backlash didn't really come as a result of the nft factor um -hmm. Web3 creators have apparently you know, like emerged uh, from the licensing drama with the tabletop gaming community by storm. So it's... it's it's um, right. The backlash really came as a result of if you're going to try to put this backwards from where it was, it's going to mean that all the work that we did, that all the people like Hypner were, were doing, is for naught. You know, like, would we put up, you guys said we could do this, and then you reverted. And that's not going to work, because we... You you waited too long. We put all this effort in, and now we you know you're saying we can't do it. And it's like no, that's not going to work. You know don't don't just turn off. Once once you said it one way, you can't go backwards. Like I said, that within the, the law the law, if you open the content, you can't go back to a more restrictive license because at that point people have already put work. Not just people who put work in, but um, uh, legally. Yeah, you know, it's like once the stuff is out there, it's out there, and you can't just take it back because you've already said it's out there.
0: I think having NFTs on D&D would be amazing. Period. Yes. Yes. Period. How many periods after that? Period, period. <laughs> exclamation,
1: exclamation, exclamation. <laughs> yes.
0: And bold, underscore.
1: Right. Italics, anyways. Um, <laughs> yes, it would be amazing because, as we, as we said pre-show, um being able to transfer tokens between games and out of games so it's like if you invest a lot of time and or money into um this thing that was previously not functional at a high level and then you can't do anything with it then it's kind of unfair and you're like well i mean i guess if you knew this going in but as times change fortunately now nfts exist and you can now exit out of the the market so.
0: Yeah, you start off with 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 a base a base layer uh, NPC, mm-hmm. and, and then over the course of uh, you playing D and D, you get you upgrade him or her or it, and you buy all these different gears and gadgets and whoop woos
1: Well, you're you're building something. It's like building a house or building a you know, mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. Uh, an, art, an art project of sorts. And then after a while, you have a lot of things added to it, and it's kind of the way with Axie Infinity, right? you spend a lot of time and money doing this or thing, e- and
0: Ethermon.
1: or yeah, or Ethermon, right? And then at at some point, you it, maybe you get lucky and and you know win a lot of games or something, or maybe it's not lucky, mm-hmm. it's just skill, and you um, that has value, right? If you do a, make a big enough project, that would, that thing would have value, and and people will recognize that, especially especially in the market, open market. Yeah. So, all
0: right, next news. What do we got?
1: So yes, this is the other uh, Celsius commentary. Um, who is eligible to get their crypto back from bankrupt Celsius? (laughs) Yes. Uh, in in particular, some people are, some people will get their coin back. Yes. Um, the custody program, uh, people who, that is put their money into their crypto, into custody programs or the withhold accounts will get 94% of their money back. I'm guessing that other 6% is fees. um, Uh, those funds were only ever in the custody program or removed to the custody program uh, from the interest earning or borrowed accounts in the 90 days prior to the petition. Their value was less than $7,575. So uh, really it comes down to is where did you keep the coin when you had the coin on there? Um, mm-hmm.
0: And Because there was two different wallets per se. Right. There was the earn wallet Yep. And, and the, the custody, custody wallet. wallet right and the cost and the difference between that uh, against the terms of use uh, according to Celsius is that the earned uh, the earned wallet is technically any coin stored on there is the um, uh, belongs to Celsius but if it was in the uh, custody wallet then it actually belonged to the user even yep. though it was being stored on Celsius yep so when they went bankrupt the the, the question is, the custody
1: program meant that they were still that, that still owned belonged to the customer, and according to the yeah. terms of service, wasn't Celsius's money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you were in a, uh, a an interest earned account, then that was their thing, and even but, according to the judge, it was their money, even though. But, and that's the reason the de- the which go ahead sorry.
0: But there is a cap on how much you can withdraw. All right, you got to meet. There's a, a maximum threshold, so if you if you had uh, anything under $7,500, uh-huh. you're going to get that, that 94% back. If you had anything over that, for example, you had $8,000 in there, then you're not allowed to take any of it out. You're going to have to still wait. Yeah. You won't even be able to take out 7500 You have right. to
1: wait. Right. So, um, but th- this More is the reason that the DA was suing Mashinsky, was because he's saying, yes, technically the terms of service were explicit that any money given. Uh, by the the customers to the company in the interest earned accounts is technically the money that is the company's money but you can't advertise that you're going to pay people interest and give them their money back uh, you know the, the, the expectation is that the the money still belongs to the people nobody willingly gave the money over saying yes we agree to these terms because no company has ever done that before nobody ever no like oh well this is yeah this is now my money no it's not Nobody would give you money for that reason. (laughs) There's always an agreement that they can get their funds back either through investment, you know, through like the company making a lot of money and going, you know, public or something, or the interest would be, of course, returned with the original uh, uh, primary, uh, I guess, loan, technically. But
0: Even going back, just going back to the examiner's report, um, there there was a couple of sections there that... um, that alex Mashinsky does specifically a uh, uh, part of the the interviews and investigations uh, against Mashinsky was that uh, on multiple occasions he did um tell uh, his viewers or listeners or followers um that he was uh promising everybody their funds back right even if they filed for chapter 11 on right. multiple occasions but later on that was either uh, erased removed and uh, re-uploaded um uh, just to protect the identity, or to protect that particular comment, but obviously as time went on, it was revealed that during the live streams he did say that on, on many occasions, and so people believed him. And because I was one of those people, part of the live stream, and there were thousands and thousands of people every single Friday, I was listening to these to these live streams with Alex, and he would always say that, you know, even if we went bankrupt, you guys are promised to have your funds 100% back.
1: so yeah us. yeah that's just yeah. the just the the constant lies i mean he was convincing i will say
0: then on top of that w- w- i guess what was a uh, a slap in the face or, or a black eye was uh was w- when when the judge ruled that the, the funds were 100 percent theirs
1: right and according I, to the terms of service that, right yeah, yeah. Well, that's the reason the da sued him was because he's like or well, at this point if that's true then you were lying and at this point then you do need to be sued because that that is illegal
0: which so. is interesting because even though it's, it's technically their coin, they still have a, I, I want to say a fiduciary to pay no. back their right, no, customers. No, right.
1: If you promised what, what they promised to, throughout the entirety of the company, regardless of the terms of service, like I said before, nobody gives money willingly to another company with no expectation of return. Nobody does that. Mm-hmm. Even people who give millions of dollars to a company expect a return. They expect you to give their money back plus interest. So nobody's just like, oh, I'm altruistic. Here you go, Alex, we obviously don't need our millions or tens or or hundreds of dollars, whatever. We don't need it. You can just have it. I expect nothing in return. Nobody's doing that. The company itself was built up not with that intention. Mm -hmm. Even if Alex otherwise thought it was. If Alex thought, oh, well, this is my personal piggy bank and people are just giving me money. it doesn't matter what you f- believe. You touted the concept of the in- interest returned plus original investment. So if that's what it is, then to say that the money technically belongs to you is a fallacy. And that's the reason the DA is suing him. So, so there's
0: a possibility that, uh, I guess the last little piece down here at the end, it does look like there's a possibility that they can get up to 100% of it back you know, because initially it's ninety-four percent, but it looks like in the future date they'll, they might be able to get six percent back. Right. Uh, but the, I don't know. My, I'm guessing that they'll probably conclude that it's just a transaction fee. Mm-hmm. Um, it only makes sense. Ninety-four percent is actually pretty good considering yeah. right? you're, you're you're surviving chapter eleven. You're getting something back. I I would be happy with that, man. Yeah. Yep. All right, moving on. Finance and Mastercard launches Bitcoin rewards card in Brazil. Yes. Yes, finally, they 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 finances up there, man. They're all around the world, but you know, um, you know, you know what's interesting about this? Well, first of all, let's go with the good stuff. The good stuff is that, hey, Brazil has has a, a crypto card basically that they get to use, and not only use, but they actually get to earn eight percent crypto back. Cash yeah, back. cash back on eight
1: percent of purchases. Back, That's amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, first, like like I was saying off air. I'm over here paying transaction fees every time I swipe, right? Mm -hmm. Not literally, but yeah. But there, there's a fee there. Either, either um, uh, let's see, uh, either the 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 merchant pays. Or the customer pays. It's nice to know that I get to earn eight percent back if I'm using this card in Brazil. That's amazing. That's Mm -hmm. great. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and if if
1: anybody doesn't already know, Brazil is the same, uh, almost the exact same physical landmass as the United States. You may think of it as down just down there in South America, it is. It's a big country. <laughs> Not quite as many people as the United States. It's still a big country. So it's a, to see something a country this big with this many people have this opportunity is amazing.
0: The question is how how advances Brazil to utilize a, a swipe feature, swipe card, small businesses and stuff like that? I don't know, man.
1: Well, it's not it's not as bad as, as El Salvador. we will put it that way. But there are plenty, and there are plenty of people who are probably still using cash. But, um, yeah, there are plenty of play- I mean, I'm, I'm going to s- plug my favorite game, Upland, which I've talked about before. Um, Upland has, what, three cities in Brazil now? Um, no, two cities in Brazil and one in Argentina. So there's. I'm guessing it's because there are people who help build Upland who are, you know, uh, Brazilian. But, um, or South American, but it's just great to see that there's, and now that I've purchased property digitally in, in Brazil, I've learned a lot more about Brazil itself. And so, yeah, there are plenty of spaces in Brazil that are a little underdeveloped, but there's plenty of places there that, you know, so they have lots and lots of foreigners come to the country all the time for to visit, and those people don't have the, the local currency. They just use whatever they have and exchange it. Um, but they use the cards. They use things like MasterCard and Visa and whatever is popular, uh, Barcroft in, um, is it Barcroft? What's the name of the big bank in, in, yeah. in the UK? Yeah, um, yeah, Bar- Barclay. 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 Barclay, Barclay, yeah, Bar- Barclay card. Um, in, um from the UK, you know, if, if people in other countries are coming down and using their own uh, credit processing cards, why not use crypto? So crypto, fortunately, is universal uh, in its adaptation, so... The last
0: little paragraph here at the bottom... Is that the last one? No, actually, it's not the last one. It's pretty close to the bottom. It says, Crypto Binance in Brazil. Last year, Brazil's Congress passed a bill that gives cryptocurrency payments legal status in the country, though without making the assets legal tender. Right. I'm not sure what that means. So you can actually
1: buy buy and trade... With uh, cryptocurrency, even if it's the tender itself isn't like El Salvador, you know, like Bitcoin is not an official Bitcoin currency in Brazil, but you can still use Bitcoin or other coins.
0: So here's what's interesting: is that um, it looks like this is being backed by Binance, correct?
1: Hmm. Yeah, Binance and, and Mastercard.
0: Yeah, here's the thing: we can't forget, and it's kind of been been swept under the rug and forgotten. But Binance is still being eyed by a lot of regulators around the globe for yep. not being properly regulated in their in, in these nations around, including the United States, not being properly regulated. There's still a lot of issues going on with Binance. They don't, they haven't properly established themselves. And um, so, if Binance continues to grow, which is amazing, you know, to know that Binance is doing their best to try to help out um, economies around the globe, but. Helping the people is one thing, but at the same time they might get rugged by the governments all around the world wherever they're trying to station themselves at or try to help communities. That's, That's where point. I'm kinda of concerned, you know you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like it's like a, a a a stack of cards or you know Yeah, a stack of house, cards. House of cards, right. Right. House of cards, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little little just a little bit nervous about that. You know, I wish Binance would would just, you know, take a step back and realize Maybe regulation is good and better for, I think, for, the, for the
1: world. I think they just don't know where it's going yet, and that's the reason they're worried. They don't want to be stuck in regulation and not be able to continue making business action. So.
0: Understood.
1: All right, so last article before we get out of here is Library Token Soars, 67% as holders turn, hodlers, holders. hodlers, turn hopeful that secondary sales won't be barred, and let me just make this because it's a relatively quick article that we said um, the exact quote is according to Deaton, the judge uh, in New Hampshire overseeing the injunction told him, I'm not, I'm going to make it clear that my order does not apply to secondary market sales so yes this is the reason that everybody was super excited about libraries token, is that secondary markets this, this ruling does not apply to, and that's the reason the price went up so much so
0: that's what's interesting is that this actually so this it's not only going to apply to library. This is going to be a, a, a pretty much across the board a, a amongst all cryptos because this is going to be when, when there's future litigations with, with other cryptos and ICOs in the future. Mm-hmm. you know and secondary sales, This case will be brought up. even yes. though to be referenced. This is, yeah, this can be referenced. This is not. Like a, a nothing case this is a a historical moment here yep. that people it, this, i don't know why this is not pumping more on crypto news but yeah 67 percent sore that's pretty good that's pretty good it should yeah. be a lot more than that yeah you know congratulations library you guys yes. held strong yes and it's nice that that uh, there was a little hope at the end so that's great man yep. that means uh i guess we get to keep bossy then right <laughs> yeah
1: so yes, we we can continue to promote. Uh, I, mean, has, I mean, Odyssey hasn't gone away yet. They're still there. You can still go to Odyssey.com. It's still good. In fact, if you go to Library.tv, it will it'll still redirect to Odyssey.com. Um, so yeah, you can still watch content there. Our content is still being uploaded there. Um, it's we were we were a little worried for a while that it was going to go away, but apparently it's not going to now. So although Odyssey itself might still be bankrupt. It's just, um, it's great to see yeah. that this is, this ruling at least now will be referenced in future court cases, as you say, mm-hmm. um, is not effectively killing completely the entirety of this purpose. Now, yes, at some point, a lot of these coins will be registered as securities and there will be some rules put into place to say that if you make a coin, if, you know, it has to go through some test to, to see if it is a security or if it isn't, um, and if it, you know, if it makes it out of that, then you're in free and clear. So,
0: so really quick, what considers a secondary market? Say again? What, what considers a secondary market? So, so from my understanding, you get um, um, uh, a- approved investors or what's, what's the term? Not approved. Um, accredited. Accredited investors. By the ICO, well, that's mm-hmm. all legal. There's nothing wrong yep. with that. They yep. can do it that way. Yep. And then the uh, then the uh, the investors are then what sells it in, in the open market. Right. And then us as regular old uh, folks, non-accredited. Uh, right. Yeah. We buy it from the secondary market. Yep. And then there's no issues with that. And right? there's no issues with
1: that exactly.
0: That's quite interesting. That's mm-hmm. amazing actually. Now
1: remember, there's still uh, multiple uh, ways uh, of doing a of doing a startup. You don't just have to do accredited. There are other ways you can do private sales. Private sales are what's called private equity. If you do private equity, you don't need to be accredited. It's just that if you make it public, you have to be accredited. So there, there are, I think since I've been doing this for so long, there are four ways of starting a business, four capital building ways. And there's just the one that, that that has been unfortunately broken with, with respect to Celsius in particular was that they were allowing non-accredited investors to invest in a public offering. And that was where they got in trouble, and that's the reason they're bankrupt. So um, you just need to follow the rules of how money actually works. And that the, even though crypto is a, a thing and crypto is much more free than fiat is freely you know movable and has actually a way more functionality than fiat does, you still need to follow the rules of the of the rule of the uh, country that you that you're operating in. So, otherwise, you get money laundering problems, and that was one of the big problems with crypto in general. Was there was a lot of money laundering going on. So, uh, don't be bad. Unwrap. So let me just finish this off with thank you all for checking out our content. And if you appreciate it appreciate us, you want to show your appreciation, you can check out our coin tree and see uh, where you can donate in coin. We really appreciate those donations. We have had some. If you wanted to you donate even assets through Raven or Ever, we do accept it. your are asset-aware wallets, so we will see your assets when you don't. And we appreciate those who have donated before. Uh, you can check out our new website, which is kind of a placeholder for now until we get our Web3 up and running, which is nearly done. Uh, you can come to Discord, you know, our YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify, Anchor, etc. But, yes, the one thing I want to make, plug before we go here, and we're going to be going in just a minute, is that we have an, a, a guest interview with James of Avian tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific time. So it'll be 10 Eastern. If you guys want to catch us live, of course, the show will always be posted to YouTube later. And then this whole month, we have four, three more interviews, guest interviews coming on the show, and you can check out our calendar for that information. So please do. And with that, you have anything else to say, John? Let's just wrap That's this it, up. Man. All right, then Stack Sats and HODL. HODL. Adios. Adios.